Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again to take a look back at the week that was for the Pittsburgh Steelers. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, the podcast producer here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and this is something we do every single week. Here's the deal. We were doing Factor Fiction, and we decided to keep that as an off-season offering, but continue to look back at the week that happened in the city of Pittsburgh when it comes to their football team, and that's what BTSC, the powers that be, wanted to do, but they made a huge mistake. They really did. They went to the most narcissistic writer ever and asked them to put their bizarre spin on it, and that just happened to me, me. So, with that being said, that's why we're calling this a bad week in the Berg altogether. It was kind of a bad week because it was gloomy in Steelers Nation as the team lost to the Raiders last Sunday. Well, they have Cincinnati, so will things look up? Let's hope so. But first, let's take a look back at the week that was for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sunday, September 19th, the Steelers, oh my gosh, they had a dreadful time of it. On Sunday, with a rash of injuries before the game, yeah, Joe Hayden, Carlos Davis, a lot of people think he's my son, he's actually not, but Jeff Hartman's going to call him that until the day I die, probably, and Devin Bush Jr. was also out, and during the contest, we lost Tyson Alualu, Alualu, whatever you want to call him, Tomato Tomato, I never get that right, TJ Watt, and Deontay Johnson. And the Steelers also lost on the final scoreboard. It was a disappointing 26-17 home loss to the Raiders. Now, the only one encouraging thing during the game was watching John Gruden's face and head turning crimson red on the sidelines. Oh, and the prospect was delicious, thinking that it might possibly explode on national TV. That's the way it looked. I mean, I was actually scared. John Gruden, go see a doctor. That's terrifying. A face should not be that red, man. I'm just telling you that. Please, get that checked out. But alas, it did not happen, so I need some time to recover from Sunday. And that's exactly what we're going to try to do. On Monday, September 20th, in a throwback to Seinfeld and the second Spitter episode, I believe that episode was called The Boyfriend, if I'm not mistaken, and it was guest starring Keith Hernandez. The Trey Turner expectorate mystery continues. No suspension, and that's good news for a struggling offensive line. I'm saying this to steal from Jerry Seinfeld, the great Jerry Seinfeld. That's one magic Logie. I don't even know if that's a good, is that a, is that a good impression? Probably not. <laughs> but as Tom Pelissero reported, no suspensions were expected for the Rams linebacker, Kenny Young or Trey Turner, who were both ejected from games, but he was told that both will be reviewed for possible fines. Fines are fine. Suspensions are terrible. On Tuesday, 921. Oh, gosh, fantastic news. I have been following this dude 
since before he was drafted because I desperately wanted the Steelers to have a player named Taco. You could probably go back to Random Thoughts from a Black and Gold Mind where I talked about Taco, and that is Taco Charlton. Now, has he been an awesome player in the NFL for a million teams, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Cowboys who drafted him number one overall in 2017? No, no, he hasn't. But my 14-year-old was thrilled to hear the news as well that the Steelers did sign Taco Charlton to the practice squad. My gosh, it was truly a Taco Tuesday when it was announced on Tuesday. You can't get better than that. Now, if only the Steelers could sign a player named Arby's, then I would be in absolute football heaven. And Taco did go out and put his own tweet out there saying, can't wait to see them terrible towels at the Supreme Taco. Broke his own news. I love it. Taco Charlton coming to Pittsburgh. On Wednesday, 9-22, all I could say is I would love to see all of these dudes get in. These guys deserve it. Nothing more needs to be said about the Steelers being well represented among the modern era nominees for the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 22. Now, there's still a long, long, long way to go, but they're on the list, and those guys are kicker Gary Anderson, Casey Hampton, Heath Miller, Hardy Nickerson Sr., and Heinz Ward. So there you go. Five of them. Now, a lot of people think of Hardy Nickerson more as a Buccaneer, but he spent four or five years in Pittsburgh after being drafted being drafted in that great class of 1987. Or that could have been 88. I need to check that. Check your facts, bad. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't prepared. Thursday, 923, the Steelers. Yeah, they've been hard hit with injuries. Getting Joe Hayden back is huge. And Hayden put a tweet out that said, I'm back outside and O-U-T was in all caps, so that's absolutely fantastic. (sighs) Once again, that news is huge. Not as huge as my homecoming date in 1987. No, I'm not fat-shaming anyone whatsoever. I actually broke up with my non-Canadian girlfriend. That's a Breakfast Club reference. She's Canadian. Has no morals. Like, do you really have a girlfriend? Yeah, she's from Canada. Um... Yeah, I did that right before the big dance and ended up at Arby's eating a beef and cheddar and drowning my sorrows in horsey sauce. Was it a great night? Yeah, indeed. I Actually, it was. You can't go wrong with Arby's. On Friday, 924, you can't spell greed without Roger Goodell. Yes, it's all about the Benjamins, and I ain't talking BTR. That's Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. Look, they're adding a Monday night playoff game. Somebody's going to get screwed here. It's probably going to be the Steelers. You know that. They're going to have to play on Monday night and then turn around on Saturday if they are lucky enough to win and make the playoffs. Remember when Bill Cowher was so upset all those years ago about the Steelers having to play on a Saturday after a Sunday game? Yeah. It's real. Those guys don't like that stuff. Mike Tomlin talked about it too. Back in that infamous Antonio Brown Facebook live post. 
He talked about that. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, Roger Goodell. The injury report also came out on Friday, still chock full of names. It still pales in comparison to the list of dudes that my starter wife, yes, the ex Mrs. Bad, you know her well? Well, the list of guys that she slept with while we were married. Well, let's not talk about that. Eh, I'll continue to. That's the only way I heal. The current Mrs. Bad's awesome. So let's just say that in case you're listening. James Harrison getting his own NFL Network's A Football Life Equals Awesome, all caps. I wonder if they included the instance at the Butler Mall in 2006 when he advised me not to get engaged when I told him that I had bought a ring. He actually told me that. True story. Love James Harrison. He's great. You know who does not love James Harrison is Mrs. Bad. She's still livid over that. And I got to tell you, I'll never forget that day. And that was the oddest urinal conversation I probably ever had. In other news, on that Saturday, my Richland Rams of Johnstown, PA, defeated Jack Ham's alma mater, Bishop McCourt, 58-8 on Friday night, while the KT Smith-coached Ocean City, New Jersey Red Raiders, advanced to 5-0 with a 38 defeat of Seneca. Jack Ham, look, buddy. If you want to talk about the game and lament the loss, hit me up on Twitter. We're both Johnstowners. We're both Flood City boys. So hit me up on BTSCBAD. And if anybody wants to share their alma mater score with me, hit me up on the Twitter. Yes, I'm an old man. I just called it the Twitter. My dad once called it the Tweeter. He was so livid after Rashad Mendenhall's comments way back in 2011 about 9-11. I mean, actually, yeah, it was 2011. It was uh, after the uh, death of Osama bin Laden, and my dad was so mad about that. He goes, yeah, I can't believe these players in the tweeter. <laughs> the tweeter, that's funny. At least I'm just calling it the Twitter. Saturday, 925, it appeared all week that T.J. Watt was going to play on Sunday, but oh, no, Burt Lawton came out with a tweet. Number 90 was rolled out of Sunday's contest with a groin injury. I don't get it how so many teams... So many players on this team actually are having problems with their nether regions. Ron Jeremy or the cast of Debbie Does Dallas has less trouble down there. In related news, I'm on Twitter. I have less followers than Jack Lambert had front teeth, though. And if I ever got to a grand, the 1,000th followers would get to meet me for an Arby's Beef and Cheddar. It's on me, but you might have to spring for the curly fries and the Dr. Pepper. No, Mr. Pibb. Mr. Pibb didn't go to medical school. You know that. We, we don't talk about that. So with that being said, I did post a tweet. And I posted a tweet. If you get a chance to check it out. Cheers. Sam's groin injury. Um, great episode. Go and check me out on Twitter just to see that clip. It's a 53-second quick uh, tweet. A clip. That's what I'm looking for. My gosh, I can't speak today. That's a, a 53 second clip that is absolutely amazing. Dave Schofield and I were laughing about that the other day, and we both thought of it at the same time. And I did steal his thunder on the Steelers preview. Well, there you have it. That was the significant week that was for the Pittsburgh Steelers mixed in with my black and gold loving life. I'm sure next week will be full of Steelers happenings as of well. So we'll have to do this again. 
Have a great week, my friends, but better yet, have a bad one. (laughs) And check out BTSC for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. When it's breaking news, it's happening here first. Oh, how it rips me, beloved.